The World Juniors are back, the Sabres are back, and the Goatheads are back. We will talk Sabres and Red Wings, as well as an update on the World Juniors and an update on the standings, all when we get going here on the Locked On Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. Locked on Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in to today's show on the day the Sabres return to action against the Detroit Red Wings and the day they return home uh, for the first time in, I mean, I know it's the first time in nine days that they've returned to the ice. First time in 10 days, actually. The last time the Sabres were on home ice would be Colorado, which seems like weeks ago now because it was weeks ago so we'll preview today's game between the sabers and red wings uh that's coming up here on today's show so stay tuned for that uh also a look at the standings and i got a betting preview for tonight's game including two bets i feel very strongly about uh one in particular about uh involving the sabers as a team and also a prop bet for a certain Sabres player. Uh, first though, I do want to start with the world juniors before we get to Sabres and Red Wings, by the way, uh, thank you for listening and uh, hit the like and subscribe button wherever you may be listening, especially on our YouTube channel where you can watch the show uh, Odyssey app where you can listen, Apple podcast, Spotify. We always appreciate a review and uh, the five-star button as well, but the world junior is going on right now. We've got a game today between a bunch of Sabres prospects, Sweden, I believe, and the Czech Republic play each other. Uh, So all the Sabres prospects involved in one game. But so far, through the World Juniors, one man has seemingly seemingly stole the show. And that one man is Amherst forward and Sabre first-round pick, Yuri Kulik. By the way, we're doing Kulik now, not Kulich. Um, So Kulik has been phenomenal for the Czechs through two games. Czech Republic, or Czechia as we're now calling it, Upsets Canada in their first game of the season, blows out Austria in their second game of the season. And in the second game, Kulik had a hat trick. The release that this guy has got, I mean, it just adds to the trend of Sabre young players that can finish and have this incredible shot. Tage Thompson, top of the list, and Jack Quinn, maybe right after that. And Paterka has got a nice shot. Olafson's not one of the younger guys, but we know about his shot, of course. Um, and I think Kulik is going to be added to that list of these snipers that the Sabres have. But I think he can kind of do everything to my eyes. I'm not watching him shift in and shift out in Rochester or was not doing it with draft prep. I'm taking a lot of my cues from a lot of the guys that are studying these prospects. But the cues I'm picking up on are this guy is well-polished and already mature beyond his years for a 19, 18, 19-year-old, whatever he is, but a recent first-round pick. So polished and mature, perhaps, that he might be the first to arrive of the three Sabre first-round picks from this past draft class, even before Matthew Savoy, who is not at the World Juniors. He is right now in the WHL, did not make Team Canada, the Sabres' ninth overall pick in the 2022 NHL draft, and before Noah Osland, who is playing for Sweden and is playing pretty well uh, as well. 
Um, but Kulik maybe will be the first to arrive. He might even be ahead of Isaac Rosine, who is in Rochester as well. Uh, first round pick of the Sabres in 2021, who is now playing for Sweden. He's got a couple of goals himself, so he's having a nice world junior as well. You're seeing his shot on display a little bit too. But anyways, I think Kulik, this is the kind of his tournament so far in terms of the Sabre prospects. Um, and I'll one of the cues, by the way, I'll take Anthony Chandra from Expected Buffalo, who is, if you don't follow him on Twitter, you definitely should. Uh, he tweeted yesterday that he thinks of those three first-round picks, and this is with him being high on Savoy and Oslin, that he thinks Kulik is going to be the best of the three. Um, and maybe he plays with the Sabres at the end of the year. If they're out of a playoff race, here's the hoping they're not. But just saying a word about him because he's had a great tournament so far, even though it's only been a couple of games. Um, and haven't talked a lot about him on the show this year, despite the fact that he's got 16 points in 24 games in Rochester in a rookie AHL season. That is a very strong campaign so far for him, and he's continuing it uh, in Halifax at the World Juniors. So that's going on, and we've got the Sabres back. Their first game since last Monday against the Vegas Golden Knights, hoping to continue their four-game win streak and continue their three-game win streak wearing the black and red. That's the little dragon back there because, you know, it's my thing. That logo looks like a dragon if you looked at it left to right. Um, the Sabres have won three in a row with wearing black and red, and they've only worn played three, so 3-0. Three and, oh, and they are outscoring opponents 18-5 to five when they wear it. So. We have uh, a couple of streaks on the line tonight against a Red Wings team that has also been on a layoff until last night. They did play last night, but they have been on a layoff uh, of their own. But this is a huge game in the standings because the Red Wings only have one game in hand on the Sabres. The Sabres being off for so long, they have a lot of games in hand on teams. They have three games in hand on Florida. They have four games in hand on the Islanders, four games in hand on the Rangers, five games in hand on Washington, three games in hand on Pittsburgh, but only one with Detroit. Detroit had a game against uh, Ottawa that was postponed. They got hit with this blizzard as well. Not as bad as Buffalo did, but they got hit with it bad too. Um, so they had a game postponed and uh, they're right there with the Sabres in the standings. They are at 37 points in 33 games played. The Sabres are at 34 points in 32 games played. They win uh, last night in overtime over the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm here to say, though, that Detroit's fake good. If you even want to call them good, you don't have to because they are they're six points out of a playoff spot. But like the Sabres, they have a lot of games in hand and everybody above them. But I think they're fake good because the Sabres, look at their record. They're 16, 14, and 2. That's fake NHL above 500, but it's real 500. They have 16 wins and 16 losses as a team this year. The Red Wings are getting fat off of these overtime points, these loser points. They have seven overtime losses this year, overtime or shootout. So seven loser points to the Sabres, two. And it, you don't if you ignore the NHL fake records, then Detroit is 15 and 18. They have 15 wins and 18 losses on the season. And I'm here to say that is more what they are than being above the Sabres in the standings. They have a negative six goal differential on the season. The Sabres have a plus 18. I think the Sabres are a better team than Detroit, despite the fact they're behind them in points percentage and in the standings. And I, I think, you know, these are two teams that took different approaches to this season. The Sabres went out of their way, maybe even to avoid 
you know, paying people and bringing in veterans that were going to play on this team. They traded for Ben Bishop and his salary and his cap hit because they knew he wouldn't take up a spot from a young guy because his career is over and it was just helping them get to the cap floor. What Detroit did, the Sabres essentially said, we're going with the kids. We're going to, we're going to slow play this. We're going to let them develop and we're going to, we're just not going to make any brash movements, um, rash movements. And we're not going to kind of block any youth. And that's worked. The Red Wings went out and they paid people. The Red Wings went out and gave Andrew Kopp a $5.6 million per year deal. The Red Wings gave, uh, they got Dominic Kubelik. I know it's only $2.5 million, but they went out and they paid Ben Chariot at $4.75 million per year. I hated that contract. The one that maybe has worked the best is the goaltender. They went out and got uh, Billy Huso in a trade and then paid him $4.75 million per year. So they tried to hit the fast forward button and has it really worked? I think they'd be about the same team, uh, whether they had these guys or not. Cops, a nice player. I like him. David Perron, by the way, was the other one I failed to mention. They paid David Perron, who is still running around out here uh, at 34 years old. They gave him $4.75 million over two years. So they went the veteran route to surround their star young players in Mo Sider and Lucas Raymond with veterans. And they're in the same position the Sabres are at. And I would even argue that the Sabres are definitively a better team than they are. So fake good. Um, and this will be an important game in the standings for the Sabres to jump them because they have a couple of teams to leapfrog here. Yes, they are uh, eight, they're nine points out now of a playoff spot. Nine points out, though, with four games in hand. So theoretically, you win your four games in hand. That's a lot to be said but if they did they'd be one point out of a playoff spot and even you know what you drop three points you're still four points out so even they don't have to win all those games in hand to be in the race they have to win all those games if they want to be in a spot but not to be in the race um but they have teams to leapfrog and detroit is one of them they got to leapfrog detroit and they have to leapfrog the islanders they have to stay in front of florida but the red wings are one of those teams they have to get over uh before they can start chasing down the new york teams the rangers the islanders and then also washington so big game in the standings, uh, and hopefully the Sabres can keep their win streak rolling. When we come back, some updates about the Sabres lineup for this game. Good updates, I promise. And then we'll look at the Red Wings lineup and uh, some betting lines for tonight's game as well. Let's all head here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. You're hanging out with some friends. You're putting back a few drinks. A few becomes too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you're going to get pulled over anyway? And even so, it's the worst that could happen. Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive for after a few drinks, think again, play it safe and play and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Welcome back. Jody Biasi here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Got the dog running around down here trying to unplug things, but I think we're uh, I think we're all good. Yeah, we're good. Uh, anyways, lineup notes for today's game between the Sabres and the Red Wings, and we will start uh, with tonight for the Sabres. And some very good news 
for Buffalo in that Owen Power is expected to be back in the lineup. After missing a couple of games, he got injured in warmups in Colorado on their West Coast trip, but he is back, and this is maybe part of the benefit of the Sabres getting a week off here, is had they played on Friday night, Don Granato said Owen Power would have been close. So maybe he would have played anyway, but there was a chance he wouldn't have. And now he's going to play. So he doesn't miss any games and uh, he could be getting a game or two back that he wouldn't have otherwise played uh, if he plays them when they are rescheduled. So Owen Power back in the lineup uh, is huge for the Sabres. Uh, I don't have anything on Jacob Bryson, actually, who has also been dealing with an injury in this game. Uh, or in this in this this week and a half break here. Uh, where the heck is Bryson? I don't see him listed anywhere on line rushes. Uh, no, he was skating with Labushkin, so Bryson will be expected to be back in the lineup tonight. And this might this might be the Sabers' best six, and that includes Kale Clegg. Kale Clegg skating with Owen Power, uh, Matias Samuelson, Darlene up top, it's Power and Clegg, and then Bryson and Labushkin might be the Sabers' best six. I mean, Yoki Haru. Probably is included in that, although he has his detractors as well. But Clegg has been okay. Clegg has been pretty good. I think Clegg's been better than Lawrence Pilot, and I think he's been better than Casey Fitzgerald. So of those betweener guys, those those uh, AHL to NHL call-up guys, I think Clegg has actually been the best of them. So maybe he's earned the spot of being the Sabres' seventh defenseman. I think he's earned that, and I would continue to roll with him as that. So good to see that for now, uh, Don Granato seems to agree because he is in the lineup. Ukapeka Lukanen uh, will start for the Sabres in net after two very strong performances out West. And hopefully after the week break, uh, he is able to get back into the groove that he was in when they left off. For the Red Wings in this game. So the Red Wings lose to Pittsburgh last night. They're going in there. This will be the second of a back-to-back. It's why the Sabres are favored as much as they are. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But Part of the Red Wings lineup right now, the story of their lineup, is they are missing players. They are missing a lot of forwards that they count on to score goals and play in their top six. Of the six players that they are going to have out tonight, included in that, Jacob Vrana, who is a top six winger that I've always liked. I've argued over the years the Sabres should acquire him. Detroit did it from Washington uh, a couple years ago for Anthony Mantha. Philip Zadina is out for the Red Wings. Tyler Bertuzzi is out for the Sabres. Robbie Fabry is out for the Sabres, uh, all on IR. Uh, so that's a lot of guys that are missing that could be playing in the Red Wings' top six. And with them being out, they got Dylan Larkin, David Perron, and Michael Rasmussen up top. That's not a great top line. I love Larkin, but Perron on the top line. I, you don't want, at this point, to have him be on your first line. Uh, second line, Andrew Kopp, Lucas Raymond, and Andrew Adam Ernie. Uh, Dominic Kubelik, Pius Suter, and Oscar Lund- Sundquist. And on the fourth line, Joe Valeno, Elmer Sutterblom, and Jonathan Bergen. Uh, that is what their forward group looks like. On the blue line, Ben Chariot and Mo Sider, Jake Wallman and Philip Hronick, Oli Mata and Jordan, Jordan, oh, I never did get it right. Osterly, Osterly. They're very thin, They're very thin, partly due to their injuries. Their blue line is kind of thin in general, though. Um, and I don't, it's Chariot too at the top. I mean, Cider's great, but you don't have a lot to worry about on the Red Wings blue line after you get to Mo Cider. And then when it comes to goaltenders, we don't have anything yet on the Red Wings starter. Um, but if I have it right, and I should have double checked this before I got the show going, but I'll double check here. I believe Billy Huso started last night uh, against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and he did. So with uh, with that being said, so with 
Huso starting last night, then I would expect Alex Nedeljkovic uh, to start for the Red Wings in this game. Um, or maybe Magnus Helberg, who they claimed off waivers. Uh, I don't see anything on their goaltender, no. So we'll see. Helberg or uh, Nedeljkovic would be my guess. Huso playing last night. He doesn't really happen in today's NHL where guys play back-to-back unless you get really late in the season and you're pushing for playoff spots. Uh, all right, so that's what the Red Wings are looking like going into this game. We'll take a timeout. We'll look through the bet the betting charts uh, for this game. They'll spread the over under. I got a prop bet. I really like, so all that's coming your way. And when we do that, we'll head over to betonline.net. It is your number one source for sports betting information and all your wagering uh, news this season. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. You got pro football, college bowl season, basketball, of course, hockey. They got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They are the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, now let's head over to BetOnline for our betting preview for tonight's game between the Sabres and the Red Wings. And I've got a very strong feeling about a couple of these uh, going into tonight's game. So starting with uh, the over-under in this game. The over-under is set. At six and a half, six and a half. And with the Sabres' ability to score goals, uh, I am on the over tonight. But that is not one of my bets of the night. Just keep that in mind. So over six and a half is at minus 127. The Sabres are favored in this game. And they are a pretty sizable favorite as well. With the Red Wings playing a second of a back-to-back. Sabres being home. And I think maybe hopefully some recognition from the books that the Sabres are a better team, which is what I believe. The Sabres are minus 164 to win the game outright. I like that. Puck line, Sabres minus one and a half at plus 157. That is one of my bets of the night. Sabres puck line to win by more than a goal and a half, so to win by two goals or more at plus 157. You would bet 100 to win 157. I like it. Other bets I like for tonight's game. The Sabres 60-minute line, minus 105. So the Sabres to win in regulation straight up. Not go to overtime and win, but win it in regulation at about even money, minus 105. You'd bet 105 to win 100. And one other trend that is happening coming into this game that backs me, in my mind, a little bit uh, on uh, on on the money line 75% of the bets are on the Sabres. Now, you can argue whether or not you go against that or go for that. I actually typically am someone that likes to fade the public a little bit, but uh, a lot of bets backing the Sabres in this game, they are receiving 75% of the bets in this game over the Red Wings. Uh, The prop bet I like for tonight's game, I'm back on the Tage Thompson uh, shots on goal wagon. Uh, Shots on goal in this game. Tage Thompson is set at over three and a half and that's at minus 157. Thompson has hit the over three and a half shots in six of his last nine games, and the minus money counteracts that a little bit because you have to bet 157 to win 100 at minus 157, but I like Thompson to shoot over three and a half times on goal in this one. And that is going to do it for us here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. So everyone enjoy the game. It's good to have the Sabres back. It's a fun one. And hopefully we'll have a win to talk about on tomorrow's show. Once you're done with us, be sure to make your second listen, Locked On Sports Today. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. We'll talk to you next time here on Locked on Sabres.